you know, they were talking about percent complete revenue recognition. That's a that's a pretty and, and SOX compliance. Those are both pretty strong financial requirements that uh, you know. So I'm not sure if I agree with the people saying that it's poor accounting. The devil's in the details, of course. But I've only heard positive things about this product, and everything that I've seen today confirms. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at Independent ERP and Digital Transformation Consulting Firm, Elevate IQ. Do you know an ERP system that is from Israel but is not SAP Business One? Do you know an ERP system that has a similar look and feel to SAP Business One but is way ahead in the cloud? Do you know an ERP system that can support configurable mobile workflows right within the app without requiring developers. Do you know an ERP system that has thousands of installations in Israel but is virtually non-existent in North America? If you have guessed priority software, then you are right. In today's episode, we invited a panel of industry experts for a live discussion on LinkedIn to conduct an independent review of priority ERP's capabilities. We covered many grounds, including its look and feel, very similar to SAP Business One and its deep manufacturing capabilities. Finally, we covered its evolution, strategy, roadmap, and its strengths and weaknesses. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And if you're joining for the first time, this is part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We review one vendor or the solution independently. And for today, we have a very interesting solution. It's called Priority ERP. It's not as well known as some of the other software, but depending upon which region you are talking about. So they are really popular in Israel, newer in North America. So we are going to have a lot of fun discussing that. But before we do that, we are going to start with everybody's intros. I am going to start with my intro. If you don't know me, I am your host and principal at Elevate IQ. On that note, I am going to move to Andy for his intro. Thank you for inviting me, Sam. My name is Andy Pratico. I've been involved in ERP software for small to mid-sized manufacturers for all of my life, more or less. And uh, I worked all over North America. And... Uh, I also have some interesting perspectives on how to evaluate ERP software. Not everybody on this panel agrees with me, but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for inviting me, Seth. Yeah, ERP selections are always going to be political, and I don't know <laughs> if you can make everybody agree. That's ERP. correct. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, if you're in the audience and joining for the first time, make sure you guys post your questions and comments. We typically try to cover them during the show and if you run out of time then we'll make sure that you receive your answers on that note i am going to start with the quick commentary based on my experience with the solution and and where i see them fit 
uh, and D, and then uh, you can offer any sort of experience that you have had in your world and D. Okay. So priority ERP, they are coming from Israel, as I mentioned, and there the whole philosophy, obviously any ERP system that is originated from a specific region, if there is going to be another ERP, they are going to have very similar philosophy overall, just because the talent may be shared, people might be moving from one to the next. So obviously you are going to see a lot of similarity. And and I don't know whether you remember this from our SAP Business One session. SAP Business One started in Israel, then uh, SAP acquired them. And some people disagree that SAP Business One architecture overall, the way solution was designed, it was not SAP-like. In my mind, all of the SAP products were very similar in general. And the reason why they had acquired this is because it was obviously very similar architecturally from the design perspective, the way system worked. And I get the same feel when I look at, uh, you know, priority. Well, uh, this pri- one uses HANA now, doesn't it? Which one are you talking about? Priority or SAP technology? Business One? No, no, Business One. It uses HANA technology now, doesn't it? Business One definitely uses HANA. They definitely have an option. But if you compare, let's say, Priority with Business One, Priority is going to have a lot more functionality in the cloud. Mm. SAP Business One that is really yeah, yeah, that's where the real challenge is, I guess. So from the performance perspective, you're going to get a lot, but then you are going to be using a very thick add-on because you don't have yes. all of those bells and whistles to do strong manufacturing. Even distribution could be very hard in the core SAP Business One Cloud solution. So unless you're using some sort of add-on, it's it's going to be really hard. So SAP Business One is probably not there overall if you're looking for cloud-centric solution. If you're looking for on-prem, that's a different story, obviously. But again, on-prem has a lot of different cons. And nowadays, I mean, everybody's pretty much looking for the cloud solutions, even if they might be deploying in their own private cloud. Right, of course. <laughs> they still want the code base of cloud because that's the go-forward direction for most ERP companies. Now, priority takes very different approach overall, the way they are approaching ERP. So if you look at their case studies and the North America, as I mentioned, they are really new. Israel, I think they have roughly 10,000 installations. Somewhere it is referenced that 10,000, somewhere 30,000. But don't be shocked, okay? And the reason for that is because I have seen like really, really crappy solutions, okay? From, let's say, countries like Middle East, Mexico, France, okay? They all come to us, obviously, because they are trying to get our attention that, okay, they want to be on our radar, right? So when we look at the solution, obviously, you can tell that they were designed in 1960s and they did not spend a single dime uh, on the technology. You can you can tell by looking at them. Okay. Now you're being insulting with the 1960s, Sam. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I am I trying to be as I, I am trying to be as polite as possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have long hair in the 1960s. <laughs> and these ERP systems also have very long hair, so sometimes it's very hard to figure out. You know where are hairs and where is the face? To be honest. It's that bad. <laughs> okay. So, but uh, overall, if you look at these solutions, obviously technology is very clunky. And sometimes when you're going to be looking at them, the way they are designed, the kind of terminologies they use, it looks very foreign. Okay. You cannot use them in any other country. For example, Mexico, when I was looking at it, in fact, let me see, this happens in e-commerce solutions as well. 
typically e-commerce are going to be because you have marketers vetting the e-commerce solutions so typically they are going to be slightly better documented in general okay yeah. <laughs> in the erp world you have accountants coding so obviously they don't have that marketing capability right uh, so the products are not going to be as well documented in general but overall when you look at these solutions the kind of terms that they use even if you look at the differentiation between us uk and australia and these are very english speaking countries but when you are going to be talking to the users the kind of terms they are you going to use turnover for even for taxation they might use very different terms so the solution could appear very 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 alienated in fact i mean we see the same thing with solutions such as sap even though sap is very well penetrated in north american market in fact sage right but mm-hmm. you know when you are going to be looking at their documentation it still uses euro so it's very hard to <laughs> create a solution that can work in every single country right but overall those solutions obviously don't exist as much but when you look at these solutions from let's say middle east france they might have 10000 30000 installations in those countries and nobody will know them no no uh, not heard of them yeah exactly exactly overall but if you compare all of these solutions with priority in my mind priority in general is much better okay overall if you look at the the quality of the product the design of the product even though they are newer to north american market it's not as bad as those solutions now the problem that i have personal problem okay with priority in general the most of the erp companies what they are doing right now they are taking very micro vertical approach in general in the cloud just because that's how the market is everybody is trying to reduce their risks in terms of the integration uh, exactly specialized micro vertical industry cloud you know whatever you want to call uh, but everybody sort of has their focus that okay no more vanilla erp sure vanilla erps are going to be important as well when you are going to have diversified business model to be honest uh, okay so that is important too but you definitely need the industry layer uh, on top of it when i look at priority priority is an amazing solution there's no question about that okay the data model is just awesome okay and you are not going to hear me speak awesome word when i talk about data model uh, okay but priority is definitely very strong manufacturing solution in general and looked at their demos i have looked at their pricing model overall if you look at the product it's very 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 well designed in general okay it has i would say similar layers as sap in general you can probably compare this okay even some of the more well known solutions in north america may not have as much depth uh, in terms of the solution the place where it is going to struggle is going to be in the ecosystem as well as integration and that's why they are not as well known because they don't have as large consulting base that's number one number two integrations not as many um so that's their biggest challenge overall so i will pause there uh, andy do you have any commentary um not a lot other than the fact yeah i i have heard about priority i've only heard good things um you know i i i would probably mimic everything you've said but um it, it's supposed to be very function rich and a very strong product and very well well developed like you said the only limitation is there isn't a lot of uh, traction in north america that's all exactly and i think i am i personally struggle to understand their go to market strategy in general okay so there initially the kind of steps that they were taking they were very technical in nature okay uh, this whole technology mindset might work in the developing countries and that's shocking because you know you might guess that okay uh, 
uh, US and these markets should be more innovative overall from the technology perspective. But that is not true. Okay, selling technologies for easier in the developing countries just because they are getting the taste of it for the first time and they have far more appetite just because those are growth markets. These markets are very saturated in general. Okay, selling technology is much harder. So that's why you need to justify the ROI, and that's why your go-to-market strategy is very, very, very important. So initially, when I was looking at priority and looking at okay, which are the industries where you really specialize, and okay, do you have the last-mile functionality for those industries? And typically, that's how you should be penetrating. So if you look at their logos, they are all over the place. Okay, they sometimes they are in pharma, and I'm like, okay, if you are a discrete manufacturing solution, why are you selling in pharma? Okay, then they have the acquisition strategy. They have done a lot of different things. Uh, okay, so they have acquired a property management solution. They are also trying to sell as the service-centric ERP solution. Okay, all over the place. Literally they, all they over the place. They have bolt-ons or how does that work, Sam? Um, typically, hmm. what I hear in reviews, if you review, um, they are developing really, really fast. Okay, ah, uh, wow. so... And that's where my personal challenge is, okay? When you are going to be developing very fast, I don't call you a product company. Sorry. Uh, and the reason why I don't call you a product company is because typically the way product companies work is they are going to have the state of the product. They define the product first. They don't change the direction of the product just because I got the sales and I am going to be developing this functionality. That's not how product companies work. In fact, if you compare this with other solutions from the developing countries, the challenge that you are going to, they all started more as the consulting uh, firms, to be honest. And typically the way consulting firms work is, hey, I got this company, I'm implementing, I'm going to create an ERP, and then I'll be finding another customer who can buy this product. Okay, that's how consulting companies, and that's how most of the bars and ISPs, uh, you know, yeah. they operate, and that's why their product quality is not going to be as strong. Because right. you just don't have a, a clear direction uh, of the product and you don't even know whether you are going to sell the second copy <laughs> of your software or not right so it could be very challenging overall from the go-to-market strategy so priority takes similar approach okay they are literally you know trying to build any feature that you may ask okay so there is no filtering in place that's my personal challenge in general i don't i don't necessarily agree with that strategy that sounds more like desperation Exactly, exactly, exactly. But I mean, game, you know, and that, that's where the in my mind, if you are looking at any of the mature products, okay, uh, if you go to NetSuite, Acumatica at this point of time, Oracle, SAP, yeah. uh, the companies that have been there in the enterprise software space for a while, they are going to have five year roadmap. Now, uh, this is my roadmap. Now I'm going to find, okay, which are the customers that are going to be fit for me. You don't take the reverse approach. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, Unless in, you in, want to self-destruct. Exactly, exactly. And that's probably the reason why they don't have as much dollars left for their marketing, I guess, and, and, and spend in sales because the other companies, obviously, they are spending a lot more in, in general. So enough complaints, I guess. So let's, uh, you know, get into the slide. You are ready, Andy? Yeah, please. Okay. So here, one of the positive things that I really like about Priority that you are not going to find with a lot of different e-commerce solutions as well as some of the non-mainstream ERP solutions. So here, Priority does have an investor called TA Associates. And I don't know if you're familiar with them, Andy. So they, I believe they are also invested in IFS. So obviously they know a little about... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even Priority is moving very aggressively in the Europe market. For some reason, 
every company is trying to attack Europe, Europe market. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe population, my friend. Population some, means money. I, I really don't know. I mean, <laughs> how companies are able to spend so much or, or grow so much in the Europe market. But they are definitely, you know, all of the companies are attacking Europe market. That's the growth market for most companies in what general. Over 10,000 customers? That's what they are saying here. My understanding is they are probably going to have 30,000 customers. Yeah, they are saying over 10,000 customers, 300,000 end users. But I could be off. My understanding was that they probably had 30,000. But there are other solutions. For example, I mentioned Middle East. So Middle East has one solution called Focus, ERP. They are very well known in the Middle East market. And they roughly have 30,000 customers as well. But if you look at their their sales organization, their go-to-market organization, they look like a consulting shop, to be honest. They don't look like a product company. They don't have the real go-to-market strategy. They don't even know how much they are going to pay to their partners or whether they want to go direct or <laughs> want to pay to the partners. So there is no sort of, you know, real go-to-market strategy. So I guess, you know, priority is also probably in a similar state right now. They are trying to figure out, okay, what's their go-to-market strategy? How can they win in North America? So that's that's their, um, you know, pain point. Okay, by the way, I mean, see, this is a very old solution. So obviously they started in 1986. Can you believe this? Okay, yeah. so I don't know <laughs> what they were doing for the last 30 years. You know, they could not come here in North America. But all of a sudden in uh, 2019 or 2018, they started penetrating, maybe because of private equity investment, because those guys must have mentioned that, you know what, this is where the money is and you need to come here. (laughs) So they are trying to attack this market. So now here, some of the commentary here, comprehensive ERP software for medium to large organizations, encompassing demand planning, manufacturing, operations, finance management, human capital management, which is unique. Okay, we saw this in the case of Pronto, which is Australian ERP. So these guys are trying to capture uh, human capital management as well. So again, I guess this could be a very handy solution in the automotive verticals where HCM needs to be integrated as part of your manufacturing shop floor. And I don't know if these guys really have the MES, even though they have a very friendly mobile module. And what they can do, they can do similar things as rootstock. Uh, where the whole mobile functionality is very configurable, okay? So what they can do is they can literally select, okay, I want to show these 10 fields, okay, boom, 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 uh, you know, these five fields are going to be displayed on mobile and your mobile form is created. That's how fluid the experience is in the mobile world. So these guys are cloud native. They are very, very, very mobile friendly uh, in general, the way Rootstock is. So I like it a lot. Now, So priorities target at mid to large companies. Uh, the solution is definitely deep, uh, Andy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does have very deep functionality overall. My take on this is going to be, it's going to be very similar to your JD Edwards. And I have some comments uh, from Ooh. other users who also felt that probably it's very similar to your JD Edwards. As well or as, IFS probably, yeah. Well, so IFS is a very different beast. They are a very different ERP in general. So now if these guys are going to be comparing with IFS, then I don't know what to do with this ERP. <laughs> then I'm confused. Sorry. Uh, That's okay. you know. I was just thinking about other <laughs> products in the large to probably mid to large space. That's okay. And again, I like to divide these solutions in two or three different categories because those are completely different. So for example, the product and service, they are very, 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 very different spaces. If you are going to sell your product-based ERP in a service sector, 
that's really hard in general okay and when you are going to sell your service okay that's a nightmare <laughs> so ifs in my mind is not supposed to be the product centric for product centric industries it's supposed to be more of the project centric as well as the asset intensive industries that are not going to be as product driven in general so that's where my disconnect is so i see priority as more of the discrete manufacturing solution but they are selling in pharma they are selling wherever they can find customers yeah <laughs> okay so here and retail and wholesale too what's that retail and wholesale well so if you look at their recent acquisitions you are going to get even more confused because they are acquiring for hospitality for property mm-hmm. management and the reason why they are acquiring there is because those spaces are not as crowded as your uh, you know mainstream manufacturing uh, you know process manufacturing discrete manufacturing so that could be the rationale and the deals are going to be probably the lower size but overall the product were designed for manufacturing but now they are not able to sell there so they are going for <laughs> other spaces that would be my take on this well you know what's interesting is that it mentions they have 200 employees across five offices so that's not a lot of overhead i don't believe that 200 is really low for this kind of erp system you think so wouldn't you yeah either they have really lean sales and marketing organization because acumatica is bigger uh, than these guys and they are selling through channels Acumatica does not even support. They have very, very, very right. lean support for their customers, and that's why they, yeah, yeah, yeah 200 is definitely low for the kind of, um, you know, the number of customers that they have. But this could be an old article, so maybe they probably hired some more. But yeah, that's what it says. Priority Software is considered by many uh, to be a market leader in the Israeli uh, ERP space. Yes, uh, that's the market that they started. 90% of the customers are probably going to be from Israel. uh and you know europe as well now they are doing a lot of localization in many different countries and some of these countries are very unique uh for example they are going to provide a lot of last mile functionality uh that even the mainstream erp systems might struggle there for example let's say sage uh struggles in france germany because of the e invoicing trends etc so now what priority is trying to do is priority is trying to build all of that functionality in fact your aptin is taking similar approach in those markets as well they are trying to find these patches in the european market because european market it's much easier to differentiate than you know you can in in north america because of the number one language number two localization um so that's why these guys are trying to find these patches there so here this is the localization they have announced in 2020 and i guess in last 3 4 years they have announced localization for a lot of different european countries which is uh, very interesting um now the priority supports localization in close to 20 countries uh which is kind of lower i would say this would be comparable to some of the smb solutions i would say from apicor in four they are probably going to be uh, supported in similar number of countries um acamatica is very north american solution in general netweet is localized in roughly um 100 countries so again i don't know what to compare priority with am i comparing with manufacturing solutions <laughs> or something else so yeah sorry so here priority erp is now certified with germany's igwps 880 okay so that's a very unique term that i have not seen anywhere else so obviously they are building very specific functionality for these customers in full accordance with local accounting system standards um you know germany german 
bet VAT uh, is going to be very different as well. Then we have a new term, GOBD. I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, some sort of, what is this? E-violence extract? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Export to G-A-T-E-V. So obviously they are doing a lot more bank integration as well in general. Um, so they are going to provide all of this pre-baked. So which is a great direction in my mind, at least from the financial perspective, because a lot of mainstream ERP systems cannot provide this and they would require a lot more bar add-ons for that. It's almost like they speak a different language in Germany. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. By the way, you see, it's not going to be just the language. It's also going to be financial language. I know um, that. I know. <laughs> which is going to be very different too. Yeah, so you are probably yeah. speaking three languages. That's right. <laughs> okay, so this is also from 2020. And uh, this is for Italy. Obviously, this is going to be very unique localization. This market is very different as well. And I don't know if we have seen any ERP system that targeted Italy market in general. So this is a very interesting move. Yeah, Odoo may be localized there. Obviously, SAP is going to be localized. There is no question right. about that. Right. Uh, what else do we have here? So this is uh, for their release, and these are uh, they are doing similar similar release as your Acumatica, I believe. So they are calling this as V21.0. Uh, priority payment offer. So this is the priority payment that they have released. So they are doing a lot uh, in the payment space, which is very similar strategy as your Sage and some of the other financial solutions. For example, SAP invests a lot in the finance and accounting. But when I look at the reviews, these guys don't consider priority as more of the accounting solution. In the reviews, some people have mentioned that the accounting is really weak, which is, again, I have personally not seen their accounting uh, that's the similar, uh, you know, feel that you're going to get even with Rootstock. Rootstock clacks the systems that were designed to be more of the MRP manufacturing solution. They really struggle uh, with the finance and accounting. And that's probably what I saw in the reviews for priorities. Well, well it, says, it says here on the right-hand side that uh, further support priorities customers' SOX compliance. So that's usually implies <laughs> a pretty strict financial system. Well, so if I look at their user security layers and the user module, to be honest, okay, I'm impressed overall the way it is built. Okay, so I really like the design and architecture uh, of Priority, but, you know, I don't think they have their financial module in any of the demos. So it's very hard to comment. <laughs> yeah. They really like to show their inventory, MRP, manufacturing. That's what you're going to see, cycle counting, commerce mm. in the demo, finance, nobody knows. <laughs> okay, so. Here, but Sarbanes-Oxley, I can almost guarantee that they can support because I have seen their user security layers and they're really, really well built in general. So they are obviously are, are doing a lot more features in cycle counting. So here they are talking about a method for inventory counting uh, and a widely popular inventory management strategy for companies across many industries. I don't see much there. From more accurate inventory uh, levels, yeah. The only thing I can see here is going to be the mass bomb revision updates. And those are probably going to be handing handy in your electronics manufacturing, aerospace manufacturing. So I don't know if they are winning there, but seems like they are doing a lot in the mass bomb revision. Well, the rest of that sentence where it says fast approval of multiple bomb reps. You are going to pick on that, right, Andy? Well, uh, no, that's just 
that's, I mean, obviously it's rel- a relative statement. It doesn't really yeah. have any meaning, but it implies that they can do multiple revs very, very quickly. And if that's the case, that's pretty good. Yeah. And some of the things, I mean, especially if you look at their, uh, they call it BPM. I don't know if it is a real BPM, to be honest. Okay. Everybody's calling, okay, I've, I've got BPM. Even if it might be just a workflow engine is what they have. Uh, mm. Okay. But the workflow engine is very robust in general. Okay. Uh, so if you look at it, in my mind, honestly speaking, Acumatica is trying to catch up with these guys in mm. terms of the yeah, in terms of the whole workflow functionality, the rule engine that they have uh, in their BPM layer. It's really robust. And that's where the whole approval thing is coming from. They are also very, very, very email friendly in general. OK, I have not seen any ERP system that is going to be this friendly overall with the email interaction, the way your email workflows are going to be. Most legacy systems, they are really poor in general with email, but these guys are really good. So here they are talking about a lot of different things. So here they have the, this is the 21.1. So this is the next release from that release. And they are talking about object distribution. I have no idea what that is. MRP by branches. Now that's a very unique functionality as well. Some ERP systems do really good job of the branch accounting, branch uh, you know, functionality. For example, Acumatica is really designed for that. Epicor has a lot of different products uh, that are really designed for branch accounting. Uh, but even systems such as NetSuite are actually going to suffer, even though they are very commerce friendly, but they are not necessarily designed for branch accounting. So uh, obviously priority is sold a lot in the retail and commerce space. And that's why they have to do MRP by branches. They have the master data management, but that could mean a lot of different things. Uh, they have the multi-company, the whole multi-company functionality is very rich as well in general, one of the riches that I've seen. And here they are talking about, obviously they have done the new product localization in Netherlands and enhancements in priorities, revenue recognition. So they have done the ASC 606. Uh, they have rental module, uh, rental functionality. So overall from the ERP capability depth perspective, they definitely have a lot. And now they have the vendor rating as well. Before, I guess they could do just one vendor and that's what I could see in the demo. So you are going to get just the preferred vendor at the item level, not really the layers of the vendors. So maybe they have introduced that as well. What, what does heterogonical mean? Where exactly are you seeing that? Top, the leading story in the top right-hand column. Leading mm-hmm. pedagogical yeah. management software. Exactly. And I have no idea how to pronounce that, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> and that's where, that's where I got interested in this one as well. What the hell is this? Okay. So uh, I don't know whether this is pedagogical, pedagogical. Okay. I'll let you figure that out, Andy. You are far better at pronunciation than me. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll have a look and see if I can figure it out. Yeah. So here, obviously, this is very interesting. And this is where my take is, uh, Andy. So in this particular case, they have acquired... This is for the school and educational organization, right? So this is a very unique solution that they have. And this is the operational functionality for these schools. And the only ERP system where you are going to find this functionality is probably going to be in Unit 4, maybe in Blackboard. Okay. Mm. Uh, There might be some in mom and pop uh, solutions out there. But for the most part, Unit 4 is a solution that is targeted for these universities and schools. So now these guys are actually trying to move to universities and schools. So again, you know, in my mind, it's very confusing what their real target market is. Um, Pedagogical. And it's uh, uh, 
relating to teaching. Right. So, and that's what I believe. I mean, I was thinking, okay, it's something like logical and that's why pedagogical, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, in any case, I think we have some more commentary here. So, on um, revenue recognition, obviously, they are really strong in the mobile app. So, that's more commentary there. But here on the pedagogical one, um, they have the integrated online platforms, streamline operations, and increase accountability and efficiency by promoting greater collaborative communication between educational establishments. So again, it is really designed for schools university. and university. And this is in yeah. 2021. So now they are they were focusing on manufacturing, but I guess they changed their strategy. Now they are trying to target these smaller markets where you don't have as much uh, penetration. Uh, yeah. Or that's where they might be selling. So that's where they are spending money, I guess. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so here we have some more commentary. So here, various sectors by adding significant layer that allows ERP services accessibility, utilizing advanced. So these guys have, uh, you know, acquired a company that allowed them to have web portals. So again, that's very similar to some of the other ERP systems. That's not very unique in general but at least they have that um so that's definitely going to be and this is the fourth acquisition that they had done in past year is what they are saying so they have done roughly four or five including the pedagogical one uh (laughs) so this is the uh version uh 22.0 functionality so let's see what they have done here so here they are saying features include ai recommendations to enable personal workflow automation display views and shortcuts by recurring work patterns to streamline tasks and activities. So this is the AI functionality, great. But then they are also trying to include a little bit of RPA, great. But um, again, I don't know. I mean, see, a lot of different companies are trying to embed a lot of RPA processes as part of the ERP. But I don't know how successful they are, to be honest. So I don't know uh, what to do here. Uh, here, they have some more commentary, new features in logistics, WMS, financial modules, including a new user experience for partial reconciliation and expansion of... So uh, they are investing a lot in the core finance functionality as well as uh, in those service-centric industries. And the reason why they might be doing that is because they might be winning there and they might be moving away a little bit from the core manufacturing verticals. This is another acquisition that they have, and this is for mm-hmm. Silver Byte. Okay, this is a leading provider of property management software. Um, so they now this is going to be very similar to your uh, what is that Infor solution? I guess Infor S3 or Infor Cloud Suite Financials is sells a lot in the hospitality sector, which is a very different beast uh, yeah. in general. So now they are targeting hospitality as well. NetSuite is very prevalent in in the hospitality too. I would say Sage Tech they sell a lot in hospitality. Mm-hmm. So again, all over the place in my mind. So now they are targeting the leading hotel chains worldwide, such as Leonardo, Fatal, Crown Plaza, Holiday Inn. So again, I think they are trying to uh, take these tiny verticals and they are trying to create the similar strategy as Oracle is trying to do for healthcare, I I would say. So this is the fifth acquisition made in the last uh, 15 months by priority. So obviously the look and feel is, Okay, it's not as bad. Obviously, this is a very legacy solution that they have re-architected. So your UX is not going to be as rich, but it's going to be far better 
than some of the other legacy solutions in general. Okay, the overall, if you look at the interface, it's pretty good. Uh, it's designed to provide the same experience as you are going to get uh, in your Windows right now, especially if you look at Windows 11 uh, or the mobile app experience. I think Odoo has very similar outlook or the layout as well. Uh, but obviously, Odoo is not going to be as rich in the operational functionality as priority. So this interface was launched somewhere in 2015. That's when Acumatica became really hit. So it's a very similar business model. And that's where I guess priority realized that they need to be North America. Um, <laughs> uh, but I do like their overall experience, the way their menus are structured. It might be a slightly overwhelming. And I don't know if it is because of the legacy experience that they have that they could not convert the similar menus the way your SAP would redesign. If you look at the SAP Fury experience, it's different from their legacy menu-based experience. And even today, if you look at NetSuite, NetSuite is very menu-based. They are, don't have the similar structure as, as your SAP or Acumatica. So in my mind, this is probably going to be slightly legacy just because from the UX perspective, it's not as easy to use as what you are going to get in Fury. But overall, from the even the colors, this is very similar to SAP. Okay. So, Andy, we were joking about uh, app team made to manage that they, they were lookalike in four. And these guys are lookalike SAP, very lookalike SAP in general. It, you know, obviously, the functionality that they're displaying and commenting, they're very strong with project management. So, project management, I'm not, obviously, you're going to have the project management uh, functionality as well. But I don't know if they are winning in those spaces. And I mm. did not see as much functionality in the demos as well, mm, to be I honest. See. But they are really, really deep in the core manufacturing verticals. That's their mm. sweet spot. So when you talk about make to stock, make to order, they have some of the crazy functionality that I have not seen even in the strongest manufacturing solutions. Uh, for example, replacing your routings. I guess there are some of very nuanced functionality uh, I believe so. I don't know. Can enforce CSI do that? Probably yes. it could, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it gets very nuanced, I but guess. I mean, you're right. There's not many systems can. You're right. Yeah. Honestly speaking, I mean, when I look at the ultimate, uh, you know, manufacturing solution, I guess that is going to be really, really deep. That's probably JD Edwards in general. Okay. They probably have the most layers overall in terms of the way the bombs. Uh, were designed, you know, that can accommodate both discrete as well as process manufacturing as well. Even the some of the larger solutions might not have as many layers in general. So, uh, you know, priority is very, very, very deep in manufacturing functionality. No questions there. Here, again, it's very SAP local-like interface. If you look at SAP Business One screens, they are very similar to this one. In fact, I mean, uh, when we reviewed in 4LN, Andy, I don't know whether you remember or not, uh, a lot of people commented that In4LN ban solution was very SAP lookalike. Uh, you know, the way their screens were designed. Colors are not similar to SAP, but the overall look, you know, look and feel was very similar to SAP. And that's why right. ban became so hit because everybody was familiar with SAP and they were like, okay, now it can do manufacturing as well. So I'm going to use ban. Here, I don't see any specific field that is going to be very specific to any industry. For the most part, when I look at the solution, it comes across as very distribution-centric solution overall from the look and feel uh, of the product distribution as well as manufacturing. Yeah. Now, this is the universal search, okay? The legacy solutions are really going to struggle, but these guys have done a wonderful job. Okay, they have a real cloud-native solution, to be honest. 
when you are going to look at the demo, it flows really smoothly. It's not going to be as clunky as Epicorin 4. This is really, really slack overall from the technology experience perspective. Technically, the solution is really good. Obviously, there is no question about that, that Israel, you know, in general, they're really, really good at technology. So if you look at the technical capabilities, it's probably going to be really good. And that's why the universal search has done really well in this particular case. Now, the this is the multi-entity functionality, and which is done very, very well as well, to be honest. And this is going to be a cross collaboration between different entities. You can share a lot of different data. Uh, and sometimes other solutions struggle. So the way overall layout is done, the way it is designed, you have a little bit of approval flow as well. Mind-blowing. I absolutely love it. Okay, so now this is very unique as well, Andy. And I don't know whether you have seen this in any other ERP system. So far, the ones that we have reviewed, we have not seen this functionality. Now, there are going to be pros and cons of this. So what is happening, Andy, here is typically when you are going to be using any sort of ERP solution, if you look at the the way you sort of manipulate the forms, this is going to be your order confirmation, invoices, sales order. Typically, you either need to manipulate them in some sort of crystal report, or it is going to be their own proprietary solution. And then you need to know their programming language to be able to customize those solutions such as Acumatica, uh, you know, they will talk how easy it is to use them. But when you are going to be manipulating any sort of forms, it becomes really difficult. You require a consultant or a developer. In their case, in, in the case of priority, what they have done is they are able to do this right in the word template. Can you believe this? Okay. And I have seen this request coming from a lot of different companies and they want to do this. They want to be able to do this in your Microsoft Word, which is a very unique feature. Now, there are pros and cons of this. Okay. So I was really interested in reading the reviews of how users are taking this, whether they are going to run into any sort of challenges, because obviously it is easy, but they don't like it. They are saying there are a lot of limitations, and that's probably the reason why the other companies are going for slightly more enterprise solution as opposed to doing this in Microsoft Word. So again, you know, from the user perspective, this is very easy. Uh, it's going to come across very good overall in demo, but I don't know about the scalability. I would have some concerns there. Any comments there by Nishan, Sandy? No? No. Okay. Now, the, if you look at their integration and ecosystem, really lean. Okay, so the only solutions that they are integrated with Salesforce, a bunch of commerce solutions, they have a bunch of integration from Israel, uh, and Papri is a B2B commerce solution that they have. Okay, so that's integrated. Obviously, they must be doing a lot of business together. But overall, you know, even the iPaaS is not there. They are using iPaaS called Zapier, uh, you know, which is a very lean iPaaS in general. So again, the, the ecosystem is very lean in general, and that would be my concern. The consulting base, as well as the integrations, they're super lean. Some of the, and this is the mobile functionality that I was talking about. So if you are going to be publishing any sort of change, these are very configurable changes, and which is mind-blowing. This is very similar experience as Rootstock. Uh, we saw this and because of the, the Salesforce platform. Natively, it's built for the mobile experience. So here, Priority is able to do the same thing as well. Now, this is the workflow experience, Andy, that I was talking about. And this is very similar to what Acumatica is trying to replicate right now. I don't think Acumatica has the same depth in terms of the functionality, to be honest. Okay, priority is ahead in this. So here we are talking about the chain of rules that you can build and look at the kind of organization that they have in the whole chain of rules. And these rules are going to be triggered. And then you are going to get either the approval flow or the email. So overall, from the design, from the architecture perspective, is a very scalable model. And obviously, it's very, very well done 
from the enterprise functionality perspective. Uh, this is very good. I, I absolutely love this functionality. Akimedica is trying to get there. JD Edwards always had that. We found this functionality in a lot of different service-centric ERP solutions. Infor has it, but it's not as intuitive. Okay, Infor rules are there, but it could be very hard for a developer, uh, even for the business user to be able to manage this. So I, I like priority a lot in this piece of functionality. Okay, so some reviews. So 2022, and this is coming from mid-market, 51,000 employees, which is probably the right size for them. And they are saying, carefully check localization support and local partner availability. So I guess that would be my concern as well. Their ecosystem is not going to be as strong. Priority in general is very good at support. But if you're looking for the consulting partners, then you might not find as many. And then the localization support is going to be a problem as well, even though they are developing a lot. Now, this one is coming from 2020. Here they are saying printouts and reports are extremely difficult and tedious to customize. So this is that word template functionality. I guess the users are not liking it. So I don't know how to take this ND. So most likely, the I probably would not recommend the word templates, to be honest, because again, I think they are going to be, there are going to be scalability issues, even though it's going to come across really easy from the user's perspective. But I'm probably going to lean towards not liking it, then liking it. Well, I think this is what this is implying, is that to uh, be able to do your modifications of printouts and reports, etc., you're going to need some type of IT expertise. No, in this particular case, <clears throat> you can do this using the Word template. So it's going to be really okay. easy. You can do this in Microsoft Word. You can design the tables. You can map the fields. Okay, if you look at the Word, in Word, you are going to get a developer tab. In that developer tab, you are going to get all the fields. The way, let's say, your Excel add-in would work in some of the ERP systems. So here you can do the mapping, but I think it's going to be flaky. It, it's going to break a lot, and that's why people don't like it. Okay. Yeah, because it, the Word is not designed to be as scalable. And that could be the reason why most of the other ERP systems are uh, doing this in either crystal report. Because again, I, I don't think Word is designed for that heavy development. Uh, <laughs> so that would be my concern as well. Now, the second comment we have is priority has accounting features, can handle accounting features, but accounting is not its strong point. So we just don't have enough details. And this is coming from 2020. So obviously, they probably don't have as strong accounting. So if you're considering priority, I would highly recommend that you review that, you know, pay attention to accounting functionality as opposed to anything else. Here, accounting procedures require more hands-on data manipulation than other software packages designated for accounting. I don't know what that means. I think, you know, they are saying that you probably need to put a lot more admin effort to accomplish the same functionality that might be built as part of the other ERP system. Uh, great job of handling uh, standard business practices such as CRM sales, purchasing, uh, shipping, warehouse control, inventory management. Okay, so accounting is where he's complaining. So review that. 2020 again, cost-effective ERP software that rivals SAP or JD Edwards level. I completely agree with this comment, to be honest. Okay, based on the functionality that they have, they definitely are very deep. Not enough United States market penetration yet. And this is coming from 2020, which is right as well. 2022, excellent mid-tier web ERP for SMBs. And they have used for roughly two years. Documentation is not always available as its technical support. So most uh, reviews really like the technical support. For some reason, this person did not like. Some features require coding, though it's basic coding. So 
uh, I would say it's very configurable software, but I guess the customization is going to be hard. That's how I would take this. So make sure you guys are doing a little research there when you are reviewing the solution. Some more comment 2017 report generator. So the second coming uh, comment coming on the report generator itself. So report generator is not flexible enough and does not enable combination from different fields. For example, reports in manufacturing can't be merged with a purchasing report. Now that's a huge red flag. <laughs> okay. If you have that, so either these products are siloed underneath or the report module is not scalable. So something is off here. So make sure you guys are paying attention there. There is no report generator for goods received. Big, huge red flag. I don't know what's going on there, <laughs> to be honest. Then five years ago, this is uh, some existing features which are written in C++ code are closed and cannot be used for our custom development that limits us, us to improve system experience. Now, it could be taken either ways. Either you are over trying to over-customize the solu solution or in my mind, the solutions that are really, really configurable. For example, QAD, they use really clunky technology underneath. So as long as you are simply configuring UI, be okay. But when you have to really customize, you are going to have hard time because of the clunkiness of technology. It's not really designed for the customization. And that would be my take for priority as well. So it's highly configurable. But as soon as you are going to get into the zone of customization, you are probably going to struggle a lot compared to other solution. I'll do one more and then we can open probably for commentary uh, ND. So this is the electrical and electronics manufacturing. In general, uh, you know, this solution would be really strong in this space. So in this particular space, and I, I don't know, Andy, if you have done any business here in this particular space. So there are three different business models. Number one is going to be OEM. Number two is going to be VAR. And number three is going to be more of the field service business model. So here yeah. they are saying, it could do, so the, this particular company was doing everything, three, okay? Uh, that could be a very complex business model in general, okay? It's uh, to accommodate in one solution, a lot of manufacturing solutions. Complex, yet they're a small company, so that's a bad recipe right there. I, exactly, but I mean, the business model is very complex, so they have to do something about it, right? So I don't think these smaller solutions are going to be fit for them, so they probably did the right thing by going for priority, because, you know, they have three different business models and those three business models are completely different in general. So I don't think they can find something that is going to work for all three unless they are going for something like S4 HANA <laughs> or Microsoft Dynamics FNO. So here they are saying on-site service calls, products with labor component added, which is going to be VAR and then OEM all in one system without customization. All the competing software systems were focused on VAR and OEM that is right as well they miss the field service component. So in this particular case, they like this because of that. Yeah, and I don't doubt uh, for the manufacturing functionality, it's going to be really strong in general. So that's the finish line, Andy. So now your commentary. Well, you know, it, it, the, the system seems to be fairly intuitive and uh, certainly has functionality that's not found in every system out there, that's for sure. You know, they were talking about percent complete revenue recognition. That's a that's a pretty and, and SOX compliance. Those are both pretty strong financial requirements that, uh, you know, so I'm not sure if I agree with the people saying that it's poor accounting. Uh, devil's in the details, of course. But, uh, you know, I've only heard positive things about this product and everything that I've seen today confirms what I've been, been told. Very, very, very interesting. So we have some comments here. We'll cover them and then we'll chat some more. 
so here logan is saying nothing like and uh, follow logan logan strap l o g a n s t e p p and he's saying nothing like a new 10 dollar word and i don't know what is this comment andy do you know what this is i have no idea we must have said something that was ridiculous and and uh, yeah exactly yeah. thank you very much for for letting us know that it was worth 10 dollars i'm i'm impressed exactly exactly thank you so much andy okay some more comments and by the way this is coming from unders and follow unders as well it's uh, a n d e r s g r e e n unders green and unders is always always uh, you know making some very interesting comments so here he's saying hypothetical i would love to see stats on basic paperwork from design invoices orders and so on and what percentage of companies make changes with real difference there as in changing colors fonts outlines minor layout without uh, wouldn't count okay so here's my take on this and andy you can offer your commentary as well i am actually going to have to agree with priority and we get a lot of requests from the customers to be honest okay so for example let's say even if you are making a minor font change or uh, just the verbiage change on your sales order order confirmation and if you have to hire a consultant then obviously they are going to charge by hours okay that's right. the whole premise of doing this in word that you can uh, you know keep changing as you like if you have just one field that you need to map on your sales order yes unless you are right that you are probably not going to get as many situations where uh, you know you need to modify this all the time but let's say if you have to it's really easy for the customers but again you know for me the scalability is far more important than the usability so <laughs> that would be my take and what would you say to this well you know modifying forms or screen layouts or those kinds of things are usually initially done during the initial implementation once they've been set they don't usually get touched yeah. unless there's an extreme reason so you know the easy use of making those changes is probably not a huge selling feature but probably very advantageous during the implementation exactly and i would say they are doing this for the report as well so this is not just for the documents that they are sending to the customers it's going to be for the reports as well but reports we saw the concerns so again why do you need to print so many reports i think one person was commenting that you should not be printing as many reports if well, you are yeah. doing this <laughs> not this day and age yeah you, you don't want to be killing trees yeah exactly exactly so yeah so i don't like it to be honest i mean it's, it should not be a selling feature it's probably a weakness here uh, follow up in 2022 our company is driving sales or generating value with super slick invoice pdf and this is coming from andres as well andy your commentary uh, i i got to be honest i'm not sure what he's this, what he's saying our company's driving sales or generating value with a super slick invoice pdf is that this sarcasm or no this is the follow up on the first comment okay do you have any sort of value when you are doing this fancy oh, 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 word I integration see. yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um, honestly speaking under I mean, i'm going to have to agree with you you know yeah of course yeah there's not much value there yeah <laughs> again look you know everyone loves that functionality in a sales demo but exactly. in reality you set them up once exactly 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 completely agree um so andy what is going to be your overall take let's say if you were to position this solution for the industries give me your commentary final commentary 
Well, you know, I, I think it's it, from what everything I can see, it's a very valid, very uh, uh, looks like a very good product with a good future. Um, the fact that there isn't a lot of support or uh, ecosystem in North America makes it a little bit scary. I mean, we've talked about that with Udu, same thing, right? It's, you know, these companies, lots of companies that want to want to to get a piece of the North American market. But the problem is, is that there's so many competitors already. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. The only clarification I would make there is uh, the Udu has far broader ecosystem in North America. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they have? Okay. Odoo is very well penetrated overall from the ecosystem perspective because of the open source nature in general. That's why they are valued so high, to be honest. Okay, They are not going to be functionally as rich uh, as your ecosystem. Oh, my goodness. Because consultants make money on Odoo. Right, that's yeah, why they yeah, all yeah, want sure. to work on priority. Nobody's gonna make any money. They, they, they just have to know Python. <laughs> exactly. So why should anybody sell priority? I guess that's the question. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> companies make money selling software too. You know, I mean, I think that you know, I think from what I've known and seen, I think that it, it probably will get some traction in North America eventually. Yeah, right now it's really lean in general. Obviously, they have done really good overall with the analyst firms. They have come on their radar, so they are talking about it. So obviously, they are they are picking up, but it's not as uh, fast as your Acumatica or, or NetSuite. Right. Obviously, they have done a wonderful job in general. You're right, exactly. Yeah. Any other final comments, Andy? We are close to our time. No, thank you so much for having me today, Sam. Of course. So that's it for today. If you joined for the first time, this was part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you guys are going to be here next week. We are going to come back with another solution. On that note, thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Have a great day. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about ND Pratico, head over to ESoft. It's ESSOFT.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Ravi Vedya, who shares his insights into workflow technologies and where they fit in the enterprise architecture. Also, the interview with Matt Bernat, who shares his insights into the nuances of bank integrations and considerations for ERP buyers. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.